Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another session of Dragon Mark Symphony here on Natural One Media. My name is Ooh. Dylan. We are off to a slightly late start, but we press on. I'm here with my friends as we continue our adventure throughout the land of Corvair. Uh, the last time we were together, all of you uh, had experienced a very strange and uncomfortable evening uh, inside of a gold dragon inn uh, outside of the Eldritch Groves. As you are currently uh, traversing your way to the major city of Passage in the Nation of Bondaire. It's really going to uh, affect you... their star rating. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, you know, that you. Yeah, you know. You know be rough. What werewolf encounter. Very uncomfortable. At some point. Atmosphere, one out of five. <laughs> at some point, all of our characters are going to wake up to a weird dream and be like, ah, oh, not again. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, like a three out of five Yelp review. Werewolf almost killed all of us and everybody there, but I know that the gig economy is really hard, so I don't want to win. So I don't want to tank your company's business too bad. So. Werewolf sure. came out of sheep. <laughs> One star. Pancakes pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Changed you to all two. were at the. You all were at the uh, this uh, Gold Dragon Inn when you experienced several bumps in the night uh, and increasing signs of some sort of werewolf activity in the nearby area. The following morning, you all reconvened with each other for, uh, for a nice breakfast and to kind of discuss the events that had happened the night before, um, before heading outside and meeting with Annette, a young woman that you had all met uh, the night prior. Uh, being a resident of the small village of Telen, which is actually part of the border nation of Thrain, uh, you, you all met Annette again as she was in a nearby field investigating what appeared to be sort of like a sheep's skin, or at least the remnants of a sheep, uh, and there was some in-depth conversation about uh, some of the things that you had encountered, as well as some conflicting information, and specifically in regards to the current moon uh, that is that is visible, as well as which planes of existence that moon is supposed to reflect. Uh, there's a lot of conflicting information, a lot of confusion going around, uh, and... Such things as footprints, what appear to be footprints, were discovered leading back into the Eldritch Groves, uh, which is this large, uh, quite immense forest, really, uh, that the Gold Dragon sits just outside of. Um, that being said, with the overwhelming evidence that there does appear to be some sort of uh, werewolf activity here, it was agreed upon by the group after some discussion that uh, while finding the werewolf and ensuring that it isn't able to attack any other people or livestock would be a very noble thing to do. Uh, they are perhaps not quite equipped to handle uh, a creature such as this, especially if it is being affected by uh, the current moon. Uh, so it was agreed that instead they would uh, continue on their journey and that they would travel north uh, 
continuing to make their way to uh, the City of Passage. Annette uh, told them that she was going to return back to her home village of Telen uh, to investigate the book that she had on uh, astrological uh, information as there is concerns of whether or not the information in it may be outdated or faulty to some degree. Um, but she did say that she would potentially, uh, if you happen to be in the City of Passage still uh, in a few days from now, uh, she may meet you all there as there is a friend of hers who uh, she was planning to go and visit um, who lives uh, within the city. So... With that, you all uh, agreed that you would uh, part ways for now. And as we had left off before, you were just sort of heading back towards the Dragon Inn to collect your things and check out, uh, as well as, of course, uh, get your, your horses and your carriage so that you could uh, continue your trip. Okay. Jog on so that is back. where we will uh we shall continue with all of you um returning back to the gold dragon inn um before we go back i do want to look at the sheep that uh was wounded uh that was yes. sitting next to you would look to it and then make a mental connection and say i hope you feel better <laughs> uh, well that news for you there roll a Roll an animal handling check for me. Absolutely, I will. My negative one will... Holy shit. You guys didn't hear it, but uh, these new dice I got made a lot of noise when I clicked on them. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, it's still going. Um, that's an eight. It's an eight, okay. I mean, yeah. in D&D Beyond, or...? In D&D Beyond. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I right, got... Not to make it more sponsory, but it's a certain set that. No, but I want to know if when you said it where they kept going, I was like, oh, it's, oh, the unit, are you talking about virtual? I was trying to, yeah, like, are you talking about virtual dice? Right. Okay. No, no, my, uh, my dice are, uh, are Beyblades actually with like numbers on the end. <laughs> okay. So I think it's, I, I definitely don't really believe with? in buying the dice that are available on, on this platform, but if they made Beyblade dice, I would, I would buy them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. You no, know, I did, I did get mine uh, for free, thankfully, so we're good. Uh, you rolled an eight, so the the sheep looks at you with its unblinking sheep eyes, uh-huh. uh, and it goes. I nod as if it just told me the most state, the most wisest statement like she could ever give me. And I give it a piece of bread and I leave. And I pop, join the others. Yeah. All right. Returning back to the Gold Dragon Inn. Inside, you'll find that there are more people that have come downstairs as the. It is getting um, further on in the morning here. Uh, You can already see that there are some people who have gathered uh, a lot of their belongings uh, and are checking out at the bar, Um, you know, handing off their their keys, exchanging paperwork, and then heading off on their way. Um, You actually see a couple 
people who uh, were not seated together the night before, but now are communicating with each other and actually looks like exchanging information. Um, and another group still that is all wearing uh, very similar uh, clothing to each other, uh, similar packs that they have with them. Uh, and all of them are, they've got a, like a big map sort of levitating up in the air and a dwarf in the group is kind of pointing at points on the map. Um, and is just saying to the rest of them, right? So we're going to travel about 62 miles northeast. We'll reach this point right here. Uh, there's a small settlement on that site. Uh, they should have an opportunity for us to refill. And then we're going to continue along this path. Let him use the other one. Well, you see, there's been a bit of a cutoff on that bridge. Appears uh, like some kind of a blockage has happened. Don't know if they've gotten it cleared out yet. But uh, if we take this other route, we should be able to avoid it entirely. And we'll still be able to make it to the settlement by sundown. Uh, and they just continue to kind of chart out this route that they're taking as a group. Um, but yeah, you are now back inside uh, the Gold Dragon Inn. Oh, okay. Um, well, I suppose we can go collect our things and make our way towards passage. He's, and that's not traveling? No, remember, she said that she had to attend some business at, back at home. She's going to be looking into the, um, the discrepancy in her, in her book. And then meet us in passage after. Um, Dak, uh, looks to you, Johannes, goes to, like, put a hand on his shoulder and just hovers over it and nods to you, Johannes, in the understanding way. I, like, look at your hand and then, like, keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> Give you a look. After you yeah, I'm going gonna, gonna to start I... making my way towards uh, the, the, the guest room. I do follow, and I'm checking the Steel Thy Heart book to make to see when I did the gesture wrong. There's uh, it's unfortunate. There's no like picture diagrams of that specific gesture. You can only go off of the uh, flowery prose that the author was using when they described the moment. Um, so you're not sure if you interpreted it correctly. Quadrillion condoms. They use too many adjectives. So, to passage, then. Yes. Yes, to passage. Alright, then, uh, I guess we go out with our stuff. Yeah. Settle our debts, and then uh, <laughs> go find uh, yeah. Baha and uh, Tush Puppy. Are they still outside? <laughs> Holy shit. Y'all have to y'all have to check and see. Yeah. I keep forgetting that's their names. Behind <laughs> Hush Puppy. So great. Alright, so we're grabbing all of our things from our rooms, it sounds yeah. like. And then you're gonna yep. mm -hmm. check out. Okay. Anybody else you want to talk to before you do that, or are we looking to just 
didn't really yeah. make friends with much of the other folk around here, so no. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I'm out of here. It's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you'll all, uh, everybody goes upstairs, grabs their things, um, kind of reconvene back downstairs. Uh, Set talks with the bartender uh, at the desk there and exchanges the keys that you all have back with them. Uh, they return back like a paper receipt, which Set is able to just stow away. Uh, and you are all uh, good to go. You're fully checked out of your rooms and uh you are you are free to to get your horses in your carriage and uh go on about your way all right let's uh let's go find baja and hush puppy mm-hmm. yep all right you uh, go out to the stables that were located kind of on that left side of the inn there. Uh, and when you do, you see that there are a few other horses parked there now. Um, there's also a donkey parked there. Uh, and a llama. And the donkey <laughs> okay. and the llama are right next to each other. They're kind of off on the on the side. Um, and one of the farmers that you had uh, conversed with when you were first kind of coming into this area uh, is actually there with another farmer. And they seem to be, uh, at first glance, as you're approaching, it seems like you're in conversation with just each other. But then, as you're coming closer, you notice that they turn and they speak to Hush Puppy. And Hush Puppy kind of nods their head, moves their head about in return. Um, And you wonder if they might actually be talking to your horses as well. Um, like the other horse is talking to them, or who is it? Like the the two farmers that are standing there are speaking with Baja and Hush Puppy, or communicating with them in some way. But not the llama. The llama's not talking. (laughs) Correct. The the llama and the donkey are just sort of sitting there absentmindedly. Right. Okay. I was going to be like. We have to let these four animals have their conversation. Yeah. They're obviously talking about something really important. <laughs> Do you all know these? We didn't meet these farmers. These, uh, we didn't see them when we dropped off Hush Bunny and uh, <coughs> one, Baha, one right? of the farmers. One of the farmers you'd recognize. It was the one that, uh, it was the one that you were talking to about the werewolf initially. It was the one that, that mentioned, uh, that first mentioned the rumors about the werewolf. Uh, the other farmer you do not recognize. You have not met them before. Uh, they are younger, a bit of a sallower face. Um, Dak is going to stand there and look to Johannes and, and Silva. And then look back over to Baja and Hush Puppy. And to, to Baja's head, uh, mental connection, and ask, um, so Baja, is everything all right? Oh, hey, yeah, dude, everything's chill. Yeah, we're we're doing pretty good. Uh, the locals here were just kind of talking to us about a few things. Um, you you guys doing okay? Do you have a good rest? Um, yes. Is it safe to approach? Are we allowed in your conversation? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, we're just talking about stuff. You know. Understood. 
I turn over to I look back to Johannes and Silva. Um, it is okay. They are. They say it's okay to approach. Okay. Glad we got our horses' permission. I'm gonna go walk up. The uh, the younger farmer uh, kind of turns and and looks to you. Ah, you uh, you uh, traveling with these fine horses here? Yes, our our party is yeah. Baha and Hush Puppy. Oh, oh, they're very fortunate. You know, we don't uh, often get to see uh, steeds of this caliber. Uh, they're smart ones, they is. Yeah, they're wonderful animals, aren't they? I'm going to, like, pat, pat them on the sides of the neck. If I can reach. Uh, make a dex check for me. What's a... That's a 66 on the natural one chart. Hey, here we go. I have not rolled higher than like a four in like two weeks. I just want everybody to know that. You got to do something about I got to fix. I got to get new dice. Oh no! If I can get you know, listen. If I could give a word of advice to you all, and I, I swear I will never, I will never do this again, <laughs> because of how like this is, this is a stream. You know, this is a yes, yeah. entertainment product. We want it to be compelling and interesting to watch. That being said, uh, for the good of y'all, I might recommend that y'all just faff about as much as possible. <laughs> Wow. Oh boy. Um, All right. right. Yeah. That's about as much as I can really say without right. giving away what, what you rolled. But yeah. May want to faff about <laughs> as long <laughs> as possible. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. All right. Um, like in character or just in general? So, what do you think about the. Yeah, just, just go up to the farm and be <laughs> like, weather, so what, yes. are you thinking, what do you think about the existence? Tell me your beliefs on the philosophies of the existence of man. <laughs> well, you see, <laughs> which of the which of the two farmers do you say that to? I mean, it, inherently, inherently, unfortunately, in game, <laughs> we have quite a reason to at least get to Galt. Especially get to Galt as soon as possible. Right. So, unfortunately, more what I come in and say to the group is, all right, well, best be on our way. The uh, the older farmer uh, looks at you. I remember you. You were in the um, carriage. You're poking your head out at Darrow window. <laughs> oh. Yes, yes. How are you doing? None of my crops died last night. That's good. Usually they 
do they die overnight usually? Should they? Um, <laughs> kind of look at honest and just kind of give them the like. <laughs> we should go. Anyways, we, 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 yeah, we must. We must be going. Uh, we have a long way to go, unfortunately. <laughs> the, the this guy's kind of weird. We should go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the younger farmer speaks up again. Where are you all uh, heading off to anyway? You don't got to tell us exactly where. We understand if you don't trust us, we're farmers after all. <laughs> but, uh... What? Wait. <laughs> what? You got Why a is being a farmer so you inherently about suspicious? <laughs> <laughs> um... <sighs> I like look at Silva. I mean, Mm-hmm. We're going up towards. I mean, we're trying to make our way up towards passage, but the two of you should try to keep yourselves safe. While we appreciated the warning of the, while we appreciated the warning about the werewolf last night before last night, uh, it's going to be a rather dangerous one. You should rather uh, make sure you get yourselves protected. The uh, the older farmer, at that his eye his eyebrow kind of furrows, the eyes narrow, kind of tilts tilts the hat down a little bit. He's, you know, he's got this huge sun hat, tilts the hat down, kind of leans in real close to you. Are you talking about the werewolf? Uh. Yes. I'm sorry. It's so sad you can't, like, see the, like, <laughs> like really sarcastic look on my face right now of just, like, mm-hmm. yes. Giving that I said the werewolf. <laughs> you reckon you, uh, found it? I mean, what's more, I don't know exactly where it went. I think I saw something about it. But what's mm. important is that I know what moon it is currently. And it's a rather dangerous moon. Farmer kind of looks up. I don't see any moon, but... I reckon you outsider folk probably know more than I do. And uh, the younger farmer next to him says, Well, it is, it is daytime. So, you know, uh, but all the same, best, best of luck on your travels for sure. Yes. I, like I said, hopefully you two can stay safe, you know, obviously just try to keep yourselves out of harm's way when the, when the full moon does, does arrive. Of course, young miss. We'll uh, we'll keep an eye on ourselves. It's what we do. We look out for each other here. And uh, I should mention, you said uh, you're going. Uh, y'all are heading north there. You wouldn't happen to be passing, passing, uh, passing on your ways over to the city of Galt there, would you? Yeah, we were. Yeah, um, we're. We. we were planning on it. Yeah, we wanted to oh, inevitably that's... give them warning about the situation here. 
the uh, the two farmers share glances with each other, and then uh, at the same time, Hush Puppy and Baja also share glances with each other, and then they share a glance with the farmers. Uh, the younger farmer says, "Well, you know, definitely watch for yourselves. You know, if you're going to get to Galt, you're going to have to make your way through the crying fields, after all." The what? <laughs> <laughs> the older farmer tell me you don't know about the crying fields crying fields the crying fields what <laughs> unfortunately I can't say I have yes friend none of us are Ooh. from around here he's gonna make an insight check on y'all Um, he looks at all of you. You must really be from out of the way if you've never heard of the crying fields. Just assume we're from quite far out of the way. What are these fields? He kind of points forebodingly off towards the north. You see, many years ago, back during the war, when there was a war happening, there were several major conflicts that happened. <laughs> Shh, I'm trying to be serious. Uh, there was several major... <laughs> what? <Damn it>, Franny. <laughs> I'm watching, I keep seeing Franny break. I gotta look away. What's causing you to break, Franny? <laughs> Probably my stupid voice. No, it's because I'm imagining this farmer in his entirety beginning this long, drawn out. It sounded like he was about to explain to us what war is. And oh. my, my mind jumped ahead and I just ruined it for myself. <laughs> you see a war. <laughs> you see, back when the war was happening. Uh... Right, you war. see, war. War never changes. <laughs> y'all, uh, y'all don't happen to be from Thrain, do you? No. I believe you immediately. See, what you gotta <laughs> understand is that, well, back in the war on Dare and Thrain, we didn't get along too well. Our nations were bitter rivals, and, and there were many terrible battles between us. Five of them took place just north of here, on the border between the two nations. It was a heavily, heavily contested spot of land there, stretching many miles. And the damage that was done was, well, so far it's been irreparable. Attempts have been made, but the landscape is still heavily scarred by all the fighting that happened there. The there's something wrong with those fields. See, a lot of the the remnants of the battles have been cleaned up and taken away. But ever since the war ended, the grass don't sit right. 
See, no matter how many times you cut it away, it always grows back. And when it does, it grows back red, crimson red, like blood. Ain't like nothing I ever seen before. Ain't no other place in the world I've ever seen. And I ain't seen a lot of the world, to be fair. But I ain't never seen another spot where the grass grows blood red and stays that way. But there's more to it than that. You see, the crying fields get their name from the howling and the moan that can be heard across the wind. Sounds like the screams of dying soldiers facing their last stand. The shouts and cries of young guards protecting their keep before their lives are violently ended. There used to be trenches there, fortifications, that all been wiped out since. But if you listen close, you can still hear the cries. And there are some that even say that the spirits of these soldiers still haunt those lands. Searching for the trenches they once hid in. Unable to find their shelters. They wander the landscape, crying out into the moonlight. Others say it's like a weather pattern. And like the wind be whistling. But some say it's spirits. And if you're heading north, unless you go a long, long ways through the forest, there's no avoiding going through those fields. The younger farmer speaks up. And for all you seem to know about werewolves, I can tell you right now, if you've never encountered a ghost before, pretty scary stuff. Very spooky. The last thing you want is to ever be in contact with a ghost of any kind. Uh, he... You're what are you? You're doing a thing with your hand there. What are you? What are you doing? Um, forgive me for interrupting. Um, I was deciding whether or not to interrupt to make an antidote, antidote, an antidote uh, towards. None of us are poisoned, friend. Do oh. you plan to poison us and then provide us with an antidote? Is this a riddle? Um. I can't solve your riddle, shaman. I am but a humble farmer. That's that is fair. If I were to poison you, I, it would be ill-advised of me to inform you of it beforehand. Uh, Baja speaks up. It's it's a form of I think it's a form of like psychology. Like he's telling them how he would do it, so that they think he would do it, but really he wouldn't do it. But that's what he wants them to think. So he's and Hush Puppy's like. It's okay, Baja. Settle down. It's okay. Let them talk. <laughs> uh, anecdote back. 
Thank you. Um, we have... There's no antidote for ghosts, Lad. I'm sorry. That is fair. And I have forgotten what I was going to say. Regardless, um, thank you for your time. Understood. Happens to me all the time. I don't remember who you all are. That's okay. Well, all right. <laughs> all right. Well, Wish you bountiful harvest this year. <laughs> in those cases, it is best that we get. We probably then get going as soon as possible, so that we don't we make don't lose the daylight. All right, then. Safe journeys to you all. Uh, fare thee well. They they kind of look to the horses. Fare thee well to you as well. Uh, the horses both, uh, they scratch the ground with a hoof and then take a curt little bow. All right. All right. So you get the you get your two horses. They uh they realign themselves with the carriage, uh, and you all clamber in. And uh, you are good to go if you are ready to go. Yeah, let's let's get going to our let's next destination. <laughs> I don't want to be around uh, the horrific uh, werewolves, and I want to get to go to the blood fields of blood and tears and crying and ghosts. That's the spirit. I mean, they were like, you don't want to like, like, oh, don't, don't fight no ghosts. I didn't have it in me to be like. Trust me, we're ben very intimately it. familiar with <laughs> dealing with ghosts by this point. That was yeah. the end of that uh, that uh, attack was about to like say before he stopped himself. Yeah, no, we don't need to bring up that one killed set already. <laughs> nah. <laughs> oh god! You all journey onward. And as you do, the dragon in slowly disappears out of sight, getting smaller and smaller and smaller until it's disappeared entirely. You find yourselves once again back on an open road with field all around you. Uh, and not long after that, uh, could I please have somebody roll a d6 for me? Um, I call it. Okay. Oh god, the noise. Uh that's two. Two? Okay. Yep. Uh about a hour and a half or so into your into your uh continued travel. You are once again greeted by uh rain. It starts slow at first, but then it, it steadily begins to pour in. I quickly grab the two D cutout set and like shove it through the slot, um, into like the carriage, so he does the cardboard doesn't get wet. fields around you 
start off as lush, uh, with assortments of flowers, blooming trees around you. But as they clear, you begin to see ahead of you a change. Fog starts to build. And increases to such a density that you can see maybe 30 to 40 feet ahead of you, but that's the most you can see. After that, it is just completely obscured. The path itself, once again, becomes muddy. Um, there are no houses, no signs of any kind. Uh, just the road and the winding hills around you. You begin to see speckles of red. Oh, uh, at first they almost look like maybe some posies, um, you know, sort of spotted around. But then you notice on the right side of the road that there is indeed, uh, a street that starts small, builds and builds until it covers an entire hill of this enormous patch of grass and greenery. But it's not greenery because it is largely shades of a very dark crimson red with occasional blanches of some oranges and some lighter pinks. This red field sort of blossoms outward and it covers this huge expanse. And you can see that over on your right side, um, coming over one of the hills, you are greeted to what is akin to like a valley. And in that valley, there are massive gouges carved into the earth uh, enormous craters and uh, areas where large swaths of the land were just either ripped apart or cut into or broken away uh, you see scattered remnants of ramparts uh heavy stone that at one point may have been uh, used as ammo in a catapult or a trebuchet that now just sits um, covered in moss from years of inactive use. Uh, there are only ruins here. And even those are mere fragments of what you imagine the, uh, the battlements that had existed must have been um, off far off in the distance you can just make out what appears to be a collapsed tower you can only really see the silhouette in this fog and the rain but it stretches up a good 20 or so feet up into the sky where you can see that the tower itself was 
almost seemingly smashed uh, from the top uh, and has left only this sort of crumbled ruin in its wake. The surrounding area has deep gouges in the earth and craters everywhere. This must be those fields that they're talking about. Right. So, it is likely, it is probably best that we don't overstay our welcome. There's... There's a... You know... I can see where this would be perturbing to some, but there's a bit of a beauty in it. Somewhat melancholy. Yes. It is troubling to think of how many lives must have been lost here. Puppy and Baha, okay. The ones that to take us through this. Look my eyes out through the slot because I'm inside with everybody. And to hush, to hush, puppy. I asked, um, "How are the two of you faring?" We are all right so far. We don't, uh, we don't come up this way very often. It is admittedly a little unsettling, but we are keeping our eyes peeled for anything that may come out of the fog. Um, if there is anything that you require of us, please let us know. Of course, dear. Thank you. Sit back down, I want to be honest. They are okay. They will allow, they would um, let us know if there are any um, complications. Hmm. Okay. Do I uh, see anything off in the distance, or like get any weird feelings as we ride through? Uh, go ahead and make a perception check for me. A ten. Man, I can't roll. <laughs> you just see the rain and the fog and the this sort of mist that sort of rolls over these hills. Um, you hear the occasional squawk of a bird flying in the sky. But... I'm just gonna like keep looking out and just sort of like, you know, meditate, get some rest. Think about home. Could I have somebody who is not Franny roll a d6, please? Yes, oh, I got it. Okay. I want my redemption. Third fault, but all right. Five, let's go. Hey. Six rad scorpions come up and get us. Yeah, just immediately. The 
fog persists. The rain lets up a little bit, but it's still there. Um, and as you continue along this path, swaths of red all along, you begin to hear something on the wind. that given what we were told about this place likely something to be ignored <sighs> I suppose you're right kind of just like sit in the, the corner and just like do my breathing exercises <laughs> Continue to remain focused and yeah. Let it go by. Uh, Silva. Mm-hmm. Would you be so kind as to roll a d6? The four. three of you back inside the carriage now yeah yes okay yeah but i'm i'm looking out the window that when i can uh silva mm-hmm. you think you see for just the briefest moment a figure walking in the fog humanoid upright Sick. <laughs> yeah, this is uh again really one of those things that uh really hits that that spot of kind of giving a warning where we are. Best <laughs> nice to leave it alone. Yeah. Just get through it. I'm on board. Johannes. Yeah. You see outside a <clears throat> something moving on all fours. Moving at a steady gallop. It's incredibly hard to make out through the fog. But what appears to be perhaps a wild horse run over one of the blood-red hills. 
followed by five or six humanoid figures running after it. What? There's other people out there. Wait. Ghosts. I'm gonna sit back inside. <laughs> Just like stare at the wall. Deck. That's a me. Your attention is drawn back to the tower that you are passing by. Mm-hmm. It continues to shrink in the distance, almost becoming completely invisible. But just before it leaves your sight, you see humanoid figures running towards it, colliding with each other. You see a swing as something large whips around the side of the tower. The figures scatter, some of them flung away, others launched up into the air. And as they're launched up, something enormous and winged swoops down from the cloudy sky, snatches them in its claws, and evaporates up into the atmosphere. Dak watches in awe and doesn't know how to explain it. But he does look upon it and it's one of those situations where you're a bit shocked about what you just saw. But then he remembers remembers what everybody else has been saying. And that it must be ghosts. Mm-hmm. You hear... You continue to hear the sounds, the low hum, the murmurs carried by the wind. Some of them sound like battle cries. <laughs> Others screams. Whimpers. Sobbing, gulping, choking. And then you hear another voice on the wind. Ah! Right there! Oh no, the ghost speaks simlish. <laughs> you hear... Ah. You hear a clear voice in your head. Hey, uh... <laughs> Hush Puppy and I see somebody on the road right ahead of us. They're just standing in the middle of the road, but they're kind of, like, moving our way. We're gonna... We're gonna slow down a bit. We're gonna proceed slowly. Um... How do they look like? They're kind of on the shorter side. Hard to really make out. I'm just seeing like a like a still head of them. But they're they're short and bulky.
your temple. I mean, it does sound like the more. It does sound a little bit more like attention, but we should be wary of the fact that they. It could be the land playing some type of trick, but in this scenario that it isn't, I would say yes. Slowing down, proceeding by, we can keep an eye out and find out as we look through the window. Understood. Carriage slows a bit as it continues its way. After a few minutes, you hear the carriage. As the horses come to a complete stop. Well, I guess. I was gonna say, I would have had the window open still, I think, during that. Uh, Silva, you see coming into focus. About 30, 40 feet away, there is a figure standing in the middle of the road. Uh, They are shorter, bearing heavy armor, plating on them. Uh, Long hair tied up into a bun with a very long braided beard coming down. Uh, they carry in their hands a large intricate uh, what appears to be like a mace I guess when once we get end up getting close to them or vice versa. The horses recontinue their approach. And Hush Puppy speaks to you, Dak. They appear to be trying to wave us down. It looks like it's a dwarf. Um, They're wearing battle ailments, and they have a weapon. Um, I have a question. Does... Are they wearing armor? Yes, they are, dear. Is the water bouncing off the arm? I can't tell. We'll have to get closer. Um, if it would appear as if there is no splashing of water on their armor, then it would be best if we avoid them. But if there is, it means that they are an actual person and not a ghost. If we are to avoid them, 
then we will have to go off of the road. We'll have to venture out into onto the hills, loop around them. Are you all right with that? Yes. Your safety is um, paramount. All right, then. Gonna get a little bumpy, everybody. Hang on tight. The carriage swerves as the horses take you up one of the hills on the right side. Wait, I thought we were going to do that once they figured out where or not uh, there was water splashing. They could, if you want to do, if you want them to continue to approach first. Yes. Okay. I thought that was what we established. Yes, by uh, I was going to say, oh. what, what yeah. Franny was getting at was, uh, was that, yeah. Sure. All right, they will continue to approach. Um, you are now good 20 feet away from this figure. Nephew! Oh, that's that's Cap. <laughs> <laughs> Nephew. You said we're 20 feet away? About 20 feet away, yeah. A range of 30 feet. I'm going to try to make a mental connection with this creature. Who are you? Nothing happens. Do I feel a connection being made or... It would be best if we keep every way avoid them. Are you certain? They are not real. The carriage fears up onto a hill climbing up so that now the road is down below on your left side all of you looking out are able to see that the figure clothed in armor glaive in hand now waving it a beaming smile on their face partially obfuscated by this beard uh, waves to you as they do more figures come out of the fog approaching them running at them with breakneck speed you watch as person in the road turns they take the glaive and they swing at these figures knocking them to the ground 
Hmm. A few of them go still, but one of them begins to crawl away. And as it does, the figure with the glaive... Sorry, not the glaive, the mace. Wrong campaign. Uh, <laughs> that, that actually threw me off for a second. Because <laughs> you said that earlier and that confused me. What is this, a crossover episode? Uh, I was like, oh, the weapon, the, weapon, the weapon's not right. The figure with the mace is what I meant to say. Uh, Almost caught him slipping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, walks over to this other person that is crawling along the ground. Uh, they bring up an ironclad boot and slam it down on the joint of their leg. Eek. The person on the ground reflexively twists and contorts, but before they can do anything else, the figure with the mace raises it up into the air and then slams it down on their head. Removes it. Begins to walk away turns, slams it down on their head a second time. Mm. More figures appear from the fog. They are numerous, clad in soldiers' armor. And you watch as the man with the mace, a dwarf, shorter than all of them, and yet swings, wide swings and strikes smashing through them plated armor flying helmets being knocked loose as soldiers are thrown to and throw the figure with the mace is like a blur smashing through all of them with reckless abandon On the other side of you, on the hill itself, images sprout into being from within the blood grass. Shadows and figures, all of them of similar stature and wielding a mace. One of them takes the hammer and swings upward, smashing another figure so that their head is removed and spins cartwheeling through the sky before landing nearby. Another takes the handle of the mace and shoves it into the gut of a shadowy soldier before taking the mace itself putting it on the top of their neck and pulling them down to the ground. Another still, forming into being from the grass, crawling out as if crawling out of dirt, reaches for an unseen object, lifts it, brings it around, and fires. On the other side of you, you see 
a shadow fall. More of these shadowy figures propping up, all of them coming to life and reenacting moments of battle and bloodshed over and over again. Like translucent, fog-like dioramas of warfare playing out around you. Toy soldiers reenacting their last moments everywhere you look. And in each one, a dwarf wielding a mace or a knife or a firearm or a sword or an axe brutally and viciously disassembles these other shadows without hesitation. The calls and cries on the wind have been replaced with shrieks and gasps. Guttural screams cut off. Literally. Man. A semi-invisible war plays out around you as the horses attempt to go faster, as fast as they can without losing control of the carriage. The wind howls now. I want the three of you to choose one of you to roll one more d6 for me. Marshall, it's your time. Running up alongside the carriage, one of these dwarves, same beard, same expression on the face, same armor. The dwarf makes contact with you, and you see that it does not have eyes. That's not okay. And it tosses its mace to the side grabs at its hair and pulls ripping away its face to reveal nothing it throws aside and leaps, colliding with the carriage. (laughs) 
and the carriage is entirely encased in fog. Oh. Oh. Uh, the fog is coming. You are all blinded. Oh, boy. We blinded. Say we did. Uh, <laughs> you hear a rattling as the carriage violently shakes around you. Oh, you guys, I don't like ghosts. Zach is just pale. Hush puppy. Uh, yeah, Baha. Hush puppy. Hush puppy. Uh, OBS for a second, sorry. Uh, just, uh, it's like if you can see it, just push for it. Get us out of here. You hear no response, but you feel the carriage increase in speed around you. It begins to shake and roll side to side. You're all feel yourselves kind of being pushed into each other. Oh, Dad. The, win- the windows catatonic. creak around you. You begin to hear. <laughs> You look up, and the roof of the carriage is bulging inward, as if something extremely heavy is pushing it from the outside. Well, no time like the present to stab the roof. (laughs) (laughs) Johannes is just sort of like... (sighs) He's just like sort of breathing. I've seen this. Like I know these ghosts don't don't play games like that. I'm fucking stabbing the roof. <laughs> All right, roll for an attack against the roof. Oh, roof. Roof attack. Uh, rapier. That's going to be a twenty-two. That'll hit. Should I bother rolling damage against the roof? Yes. Okay. Nine. Okay. You stab your rapier into the roof. And as you do, you hear a blood-curdling scream. The carriage shakes violently. Do you remove your rapier? Well, yeah. I'm not just going to keep it there. <laughs> when you remove the rapier, the hole that it left behind expels from it a fountain of blood that begins to fill the carriage. Uh-uh. That's not good. Uh, what did you do, Silva? A jet 
of crimson red that erupts inward. But quickly you notice as it begins to cover all of you, it's not actual blood. It's blades of grass. The red grass that was all around you. Flying in like demented confetti. Keep calm. It is likely playing it is playing tricks on us. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Go sorry you. Well well they are, but you know they can't hurt me, not if I stay calm. Dak is full catatonic with staring at the grass. Set speaks up in this moment. I, uh... I don't know why, but I feel like we should all hold our breath. Gut feeling, I suppose. The blades of grass continue to fill the carriage. Still bursting forth from this opening in the roof. Um, they flutter all about, filling in the compartments. You can see now that it's beginning to rise up, covering your legs, reaching up to your knees. The rattling and shaking of the carriage gets more and more severe. Kind of... I said to hold my breath, I'm going to hold my breath. Mac is also going to hold his breath. Oh, I'm not, I'm really unsure about <laughs> what to trust here. <laughs> I mean, what said to hold the breath? Uh, set. Uh, set did. Oh, well then, sure. Yes, I'll do this. I believe our boy said he died for our sins. He did. It's our own per- personal Jesus allegory. Exactly. He came back thanks to nepotism and capitalist desires. <laughs> You all feel a lurching in your stomachs. It is the horrible feeling that at some point you stopped being upright and are being flung through the air, but you have no possible way of knowing because you can't see anything outside. It's like you're trapped in a wind tunnel and you don't know which way is up. I need uh, all three of you to make a constitution saving throw. Seventeen. Finally. That's going to be an eight for me. Oh. 
21. Nice. Ah, uh, yeah, it was 10 plus 9. Johannes and Silva, you continue to hold your breath as the unending blades of of uh, red grass continue to fill in the carriage and fly about and whip about and smack everything. Dak, you, um, as the carriage lurches and feels like it's rotating around, you're taking it back and you open your mouth for a moment. And when you do, uh, dozens upon dozens of these blades of red grass begin to violently fly into your mouth and fill up your throat, making it difficult for you to breathe. Great. The other three watch as you kind of claw at your mouth trying to spit it out pull it back out but the blades of grass whip around you like a mini tornado and they cut at your face and they whip through your hair and more and more of them pour into your open mouth as it's beginning to fill up with these blades of grass you can feel your jaw beginning to stretch like that. Cool. Dak is panicking. In his head, he's he's repeating the same word over and over again, which is Altavars. You all feel another heavy lurch from the carriage. As it Everything feels like it's been flipped upside down, and even though you have had no perception, suddenly all of you lift from your chairs and slam up into the ceiling, where the fountain of red grass is still pouring out. four of you now lay on the ceiling as the grass continues to fill in and flow about and slowly take up more space inside of the cabin. I want to yell what do we do but I'm not going to stop holding my breath. I'm just going to think that in my head over and over. Maybe Dak will hear it. Um, maybe some higher power will hear it. I can I see either uh, Johannes or Silva? Yes. Okay. So, uh, to both of them, I do make connections. Uh, I make a connection uh, only to say like, "What is happening?" Um, and just continuously doing that. Yeah, so Silva and Johannes, you are able to hear uh, Dak's voice in your heads. I'm just like, 
I'm like kind of panicking in my head. I don't know. Ah! Um, I, I mean, I'm still hoping this is like a trick. <laughs> right. Trying to try remain to, calm. Yeah, I can only try to play the mental game. I'm gonna like think in my head, like, please run faster. Fahad, <laughs> <laughs> hush puppy. All four of you are currently laying on the ceiling. There is a fountain of red grass. Well, I was gonna say, yeah, how close out. are we to the, the hole? It's like right there, because the actual carriage itself isn't, you know, especially Incredibly big. big. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like five or six feet. And what happens if I try to put my hand up to the hole to plug it? <laughs> you could definitely make an attempt, absolutely. Yeah, no. It's... Yeah, make a strength check for me. Well, I'm good at those. Hey. He said sarcastically. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> it's an eight. <laughs> you, uh, you reach your hand out and attempt to kind of force the stream of red grass in and place your hand over it. But as you do, you can feel the sharp blades endlessly needling at your hand, sharp little pinpricks of pain constantly, and the pressure of this just jet of uh, the red grass is just so strong that it knocks your hand back out of the way. You take one point of damage. Oh. Um. Can we, like... Put something in there? I mean, we're, like pushed up against the ceiling, we probably can't move that well. Just gonna... Um... I don't know. Um... This can't be real. The ghost playing tricks on us. Damn, I thought I had the smell, I don't. They got anything for it. Um, I mean, outside of if you guys want to try what I did, just be stronger about it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I can I can try to like plug it up with something from my pack. Um, well, it's only the let's see the hole's only the size of a rapier. Yeah, that just gonna pull out a piece of bread. Okay. And using the piece of bread, he's going to try to plug the hole. I right, make strength check for me. All right. 
Just straight chink. Uh, chink. Whoa. Strength. Straight. Strength, right? Strength. Straight strength. That's a four. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to use magical guidance to spend one sorcery point to re-roll that. Okay. Alright, go ahead and do so. That makes it a ten. Nice. You take the bread and you shove it into the opening um, and it holds for a second. Uh, You look at it like, oh my god, I think it worked. And it's just like torn, ripped apart. It's like you fed... It's like you fed it into a wood chipper. Like, it is I'm, just eviscerated. I'm dumb. I'm gonna put my hand next to the hole and cast Correction, which is the mending spell that I have. <laughs> you cast Mending. Very smart. Uh, Not smart enough. I didn't realize this. And you all 20 minutes see earlier. as the wooden paneling that makes up the roof of this carriage uh, begins to repair itself. The the fibers of the wood sort of crisscrossing in um, almost in like a pattern as it like rapidly is repairing itself um, in that spot. And it seems to be doing so for the most part, but then as it's finishing, you can see where the, the force of the the force of the grass is so great that it begins to break off little pieces of the wood one by one. Um, and before long, it tears away at whatever work has been done by the mending spell. And the hole grows larger still, and even more begins to flood in. Over half of the carriage now is filled with these blades of crimson red grass. And it's filling even faster. Filling faster. Um. That grows over and dies. <laughs> Just like X's on his eyes. Um, oh, ble- you all see that set sort of picks themselves up into like a kneeling position, and uh, begins looking around at everyone, and is like looking at their their clothing, their weapons, everything like that, that everything they seem to be carrying on their person. What uh, we need we got it's gotta be something bigger, something big. Um would anyone like to assist set in uh taking a look at their belongings and trying to find something. To just plug the hole? Mm-hmm. Um So we have to like shove something in there. Um Is it still like the size of a rapier? It's larger now. The the hole has expanded to be like larger than I think it's like the size of like a bagel. 
A bagel. Uh, I'm gonna take my bedroll. Just... Uh. Make a strength check. It's a 15. 15. It is... You slam the bedroll into place, and... It seems to be holding, but you can hear the sound of the blades of grass ripping the bedroll apart from the inside. And soon enough, you feel it as the blades rip through the other end. Um, oh my god. Going just clean through the bedroll. <laughs> Would anyone like to give Set the help action? Sure, I'll give Set the help action. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, everyone who is still actively holding their breath, I need you to make another constitution saving throw for me, please. Okay. Uh, actually, no, it would be everyone because Dak is also having difficulty breathing. So yeah. Everybody, constitution saving throw. 14 for me. That's an 11. Okay. Um Oof. Uh you are beginning to lose consciousness. Right. You feel yourself, your your vision is going dark. You are beginning to blank out. Uh you are having difficulty keeping your head raised as just an obscene amount of this grass. And it, for what it's worth, I can't speak to whether your character has tasted grass before. But if they have, this does still taste like grass. Um, uh, it is just an immense amount of it that is working its way down your throat. And it's just like building up inside of your mouth, causing the muscles in your jaw to strain heavily the point where it feels like there's going to pop. Not a good feeling is what yeah. I'm getting from this. Yes. Uh, and you take five hit points of damage as well. Tight. Alright, that sucks. Uh, Dak has tasted grass the same way any normal person would by falling face first into it. Okay. Um... Who is currently holding the mace that Nathaniel gave to the group? Oh, man. That would be Dak. It would be Dak, yeah. Dak, as you fall forward, Set reaches out and grabs you, holding on to you. Uh, They are going to reach a hand up. Yeah. And they reach rather roughly into your mouth and like claw out a bunch of the grass that has been building up in your mouth and just toss it out of the side um and they go I got an idea hang on stay with us stay with us okay Dak um and he's gonna reach down he's gonna take the mace from your person and they grab it and they go okay 
I mean, I got nothing else. And they are going to swing the maze into the opening. This sucks. Really does. <laughs> Deck, the entire time that Set like had a hold on him, was actively trying to like get out of Set's uh, grasp, just as a reaction. But okay, due to yeah, you can bla- you can choose to. Yeah, due to nearly blacking out, though, it was more of a feeble attempt rather than actual like cohesive attempt. Okay, you want to choose to fail that. Yes, because he's nearly passing out. Uh, So Set does let you go as they take the mace from your possession and they swing it into the hole. As they do, it smashes into the top of the carriage, which is now the bottom for all of you. Um, And the roof of the carriage beneath you cracks and splinters. And as it does, the entire carriage collapses and compartmentalizes in upon you in a matter of seconds. Uh. All of you are completely blinded for a moment. And when you open your eyes, you are in the carriage. But the carriage is upright. And it is not moving. It is completely still. There is no fog. You see outside the windows the rolling valleys and hills. In the distance, you can just make out one of the hills having some faint shades of red. And there is a pounding on the carriage door. As you hear Baja say, You all right, amigos? Come on, open up. (laughs) Dak promptly throws up. I like dizzily like <laughs> grab my head. Boom, 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 boom. Come on. Baja continues to knock heavily at the door. Can we open the door? You can. Hey, guess who's muted? This yeah. guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, what I was trying to say, what I was doing is uh, that, like, kind of when they uh, they said that, I was gonna kind of do like the like the quick like 
pushing open of the windows, doing like a. Uh, Silva, you see that Baja is taking their hoof and actually like repeatedly slamming it against the door, trying to open it. <laughs> so I just open the window and just up <laughs> to the face. <laughs> oh, oh, you scared me. You guys okay. all right in there? How did Silva die? Um, to the hoof to the face. We are <laughs> not all right. Horse. Question: When when Dak throws up, does he see red grass? No. <laughs> right. Um. Uh, uh, um. Tell us. Uh, I mean, you can tell Dak, but uh, what's the last thing that you guys remember seeing from us or hearing from us? We couldn't hear anything from you. That was the part. We were we were making our way through the through the fields there and the fog was so heavy we could hardly see anything we just had to rely on trying to go through the fields as quickly as we could but it was difficult to see where we were going and we couldn't hear anything from you guys it was just silent you don't remember seeing a small figure oh no yeah we saw all that there was like spirits all around us we just couldn't hear anything from you Oh, yeah, they were, def- they were messing with us. Uh, oh. Get us out of here, please. Please run faster. Yeah, no, we're on the other side of the field. We're we're going we're gonna to leave right now. Oh. I, we just wanted to check with you guys, make sure you're okay. I'm just going to lay down for a moment. Uh. It's like pass loud, like face first on the on the bench. Yeah, absolutely. I'll... I'll... Guys, just rest as much as you want. We're we're gonna get you right to the next city, no problem. And uh Baja reconnects himself to the carriage. They immediately begin taking off again as you find yourselves in a large clearing on what seems to be the other side of like a big meadow. Um taking off once again. Uh, Set gives the mace back to you, Dak. Sorry, I took that without asking. It was kind of a dire situation. It is understood. Uh, Dak is casting blessings to get rid of the vomit that's inside the uh, the carriage. Uh, when you take the mace back. Uh, you notice that there is something uh, written on the handle. What does it say? Uh, Engraved along the handle, uh, dug into the leather, it says, Watch the sky see the rain rain is spelt r-e-i-g-n gotcha hmm hmm was this on the base 
uh, on, I just never the noticed. on the handle of the mace. Right, but was it on there like before and I just never realized it or is it something new? I, okay, Dak has no clue. So for the first time he sees this. Um Hmm. Hmm. The carriage picks back up to full speed. And all of you gladly, thankfully, find yourselves on the other side of the crying fields. Further continuing your travels. If any of you were to dare to look back, you might see a figure standing on the road, short, clad in battle armor, waving a large hand, a beaming smile on their face, partially obscured by a beard. As something great and horrible quietly and beautifully descends from the skies above, wraps them in its talons, and reacquaints them with the heavens above. And where that figure stood, nothing stands. Not anymore. Next time we meet, you shall continue your journey, likely arriving in the next city. From there, you will be able to continue making your way to passage, and we shall see what lies ahead in the adventure. But for now, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for playing. Remind us for any what was written on that mace again. Watch the sky, see the rain. Good night, everybody. <laughs>